Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Molly, over to you. Hey, Martina. Hey, everyone listening. My name is Molly, and I look after retail and e-commerce from a vertical marketing perspective. I've been on the wild ride that is Meta for the last five and a half years. Every day is very different, brilliant place to work. And I would say 99% of that is dictated by the awesome people that we get to work with every day. 100% agree and resonate with that. I've had the pleasure of working, I guess, adjacently, not directly with Molly. And everybody who's ever mentioned or spoken about Molly says amazing hyperbolic words like fantastic, brilliant, exciting, energetic. And she absolutely is. So I'm really, really excited to speak to her today. As you guys know, we don't talk about our jobs. We do the intro and then we launch into what I call the buzz wheel. It's not an actual wheel. It's very proverbial, but there are 520 questions determined by 20 topics and 26 letters, of course, the alphabet between A and Z. Molly gives me a letter and a number combination. We both don't know what that question is going to be, but as soon as she does, we kick off. So Molly, over to you. A letter and a number, please. M8. Okay, so eight is the topic of education. And for M, the question is, should students, Molly, be encouraged to study topics tied to fields of work or explore their interests? I love this question because I struggled through mainstream school, largely due to a neurodiversity element. And my question back at this is, are we setting our young people up for success or are we setting them up to conform to a system and pass exams? The more breadth that we give, the more space to explore. By default, you're then allowing young people to uncover and solve and learn at the same time. I remember Mm -hmm. being at school. I was like, I'm not going to need a simultaneous equation when I'm working. (laughs) Had somebody said to me, you're going to need to fill your tax returns in at some stage. And these are the Mm -hmm. sorts of mathematical formulas you're going to need. That becomes so much more valuable. So I think it's very much about the practical application But combining it with understanding the individual student or young person, like what are their interests? How do people start to uncover and explore those Mm -hmm. if they're just on a linear path to passing an exam? Plain devil's advocate. There's an issue with unemployment. You know, they're advocating for specific skills because there's a lack of those. So I wonder then if that's to do with how effective education is at making sure that those concepts come across, because I do think they are important. Do you think there is a gap that has been accurately identified by the government about what's missing then in education at the moment? I think there's an element that we need to bridge the gap of the skills that are going to get people into Mm. the workforce. Mm -hmm. I think, but we need to just look at it as an ecosystem. Like you need to learn practical skills and we need to learn technical skills, but we also need to learn soft skills to be able to go to an interview, have that five minute intro at the beginning with whoever's interviewing you to build a human connection. And I think what we're missing is the humanity. Where's the human level element that says, I understand you and I can empathize with where you're coming from. This is where we need to get to. How do you want to approach it? And I think for me, it comes back to that, like explorer mindset. To get from A to B, you don't all need to take the same path. 
Well, I think that's um, a fantastic point. And I think it's a beautiful segue into things like unconscious bias and conscious inclusion and how much application of communication is a social lubricant and you need to be able to do that. And I think, yeah, yeah to your point, there's one thing kind of being really technically minded, but if you're an asshole in the workplace because you've never learned to yeah. blend with people and understand yeah. people, then that's huge as well. And the best leaders are ones that have high EQ, I think. Yeah. So completely, I love your approach there. What one thing would you study that you didn't get to study or you didn't choose to study if you had the chance? I really wish I'd done the Duke of Edinburgh award. Oh, wow. Is that limited to a certain age bracket? It is, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't go to a particularly good school, so I don't even think it was offered. I imagine it's also offered to students that yeah. were seen to be well-behaved. I probably mm. wasn't seen as a well-behaved <laughs> student. <laughs> They have now got the Duke of Edinburgh Award in Zambia. We've added it to the programme for our young people out there because it's about exploration. It's about solving problems. It's about ownership of yourself and time and discipline. Mm -hmm. And I think it's all of those skills that you can combine to then lead a successful life. Could you shout out your charity, uh, Molly, just so we know it? Yeah, it's called the Volunteer Zambia Foundation. And it is partnered with Sport in Action, which is Mm -hmm. based in Lusaka in Zambia. A fantastic cause. I will definitely be sharing a link in the show notes. Thank you, Molly. We started off strong, I think. I'm, um, <laughs> I, I almost don't want to move on, but the nature of this is we want to see what else you have to say. So Molly, could you please give me another letter and number? Oh, nine. Oh, nine. Okay. Oh, nine is the topic of astrology. And the question here is, was your zodiac reading accurate today? What star sign are you? Aquarius. You're an Aquarius. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have it here on my screen. Today, you're likely to experience a heightened level of intuition and how to use it. This could mean advancing a career, furthering a personal goal, or helping a friend. Right now, you may be especially good at sizing up people. Does any of this resonate or is it all bollocks? My thoughts on that is (laughs) there's no science behind it. It's open to a large level of interpretation. That's controversial. People will always go in search of things. And if I had a tough decision to make today, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's me. I can feel my intuition. That's going to happen. But it's nonsense because that's got no rational or scientific backing to it. You say that, but the whole thing about, you know, we're made up of water and how water is influenced by where the moon is, et cetera, et cetera, eclipses. Do you not think that the moon interacts with the water that we have inside our bodies and determines something about how we feel or think that day? Or is that all mumbo jumbo to you? Oh, I think that's something different though. Because actually, yes, there is a lot to do with astrology and the way of the moon and Mm. how people feel. Have you heard of Dr. Huberman, who runs the Huberman Lab? No, but I'm going to look into him. He's recently done a podcast in this sort of space. Oh, he's very handsome. I've just Googled him. (laughs) (laughs) He's done a podcast recently on the science of menstrual cycles and how the moon influences tidal pools and currents. In every sort of fallacy or superstitional stereotype, there's an element of truth. I heard on a different podcast, a guy called Matt Morgan, who's one of Russell Brand's good mates, Mm. that they used to refer to our menstrual cycles as our moon blood. Yeah. And it's interesting that that reference was there. So I will look into it, but there's clearly there is a tie, I feel. Not a tie based on evidence. It's based on like literally old wives tales, they would be called. I do believe that the world works in a certain way, but back to the first point around an ecosystem, I think Mm. there is yin and yang and give and take and push and pull and all of those things come down to physics and, you know, Mm. in the depths of quantum physics. I believe in that side of things. And everyone's like, oh my God, you're so lucky. No, it's not necessarily luck. It's actually just opportunity and preparation. Everyone's like, oh, you know, you're such a happy person or 
oh, that would happen to you. You practice compassion and you are a genuine human and you give that lady at the bus stop a pound because she's forgotten her money and she can't get on the bus. There's a whole thing around aura and energies. It's scientifically proven that energy cannot be destroyed. So once put out in the universe, whether it's kinetic energy, when you shout Mm -hmm. or whatever, or good or bad energy. So I do think there's a power in do good and good will come to you and paying it forward and all of that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where it, it all ties together really loosely. Where it's like, well, you know, like the moon's in retrograde. Watch out. (laughs) I think you can have fun with it, though. I think read the books just with a sort of an asterisk. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Enjoy it, you know, explore it. But it's not why you didn't get the job or something. It's just like, no, if you turned up and you weren't prepared, I'm sorry, it's not the moon's (laughs) fault. You just weren't there. (laughs) And on that note, let's move on to another letter and number, please, Molly. Okay, I'm going to go for F19. 19 is the category of sport. And under F, it starts with does. The question is, does any specific sporting event make it into your calendar? Oh, they all get into my calendar, to be honest. Like, I just find the feat of human performance fascinating. You know, elite sports performance, elite business people, fascinating. When there's a league on, whether it be the Euros or the World Cup or the Olympics is probably my favourite when all of the Mm. world comes together. It's a level of intelligence that they can't speak to with words. It's just something your body can do. For me, that's amazing. We get to see them performing on the stage. We don't get to see the rest of the hard graft that's gone into it for hours and hours and years and years. I think there's a lot of correlations over into business. How do you get to the top of your game? Have Mm. you ever read Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you remember, he was talking about going back to the moon again. But when people people are born, especially in Canada, I think between sort of Jan and March, and so they get more training, and so they're probably more inclined to be better sports people, and the people born later wouldn't necessarily be exposed to as much training. Physical development as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I wonder then, is it nature or nurture? I think there's a balance. I definitely think there's a strong argument for nature because to be a sprinter, you need to have a certain proportion of fast switch muscle fibers, for example. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that needs to be nurtured. But then it's luck again, isn't it? Because say like you're born with all the equipment to be the next to Usain Bolt and you are training, but you don't get the opportunity to ever go and perform in a league. You just won't be it. Yeah, you won't be Usain Bolt. Mm -hmm. So you can have all the nature and all the nurture and not the opportunity My mum and dad worked full time when we were kids. There was no Mm. time for us to do loads of sport at school. I didn't find sport until I went to university. Mm -hmm. When I first started at Facebook or Meta now, Mm. I had qualified for the Team GB age group triathlon (gasps) team, being able to train and push my body. Swimming wise, I've always just loved the water. Maybe it's the Mm. moon and the Aquarius in me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a brilliant full circle segue. You strike me as someone that might have bungee jumped. (laughs) (laughs) Two weekends ago, we went to Wales for my birthday. My boyfriend Mm. took us to Wales. We went to the world's largest zip line. So you basically lie face first in this sling. You look like a caterpillar. And it's a mile. (laughs) It's a mile long. Oh, my God. (laughs) What's on your to-do list that you haven't done? Oh, there's so much. What's the biggest thing? There's a challenge in the Lake District that I attempted a couple of years ago. It's 42 fells, which is mountains, basically. And you have to do it in 24 hours. So it's 110 kilometers and it's 8,500 meters of ascent. So that's basically like climbing Everest. That's fantastic that you attempted it and that you are prepared to try it again. There's a company called the How To Academy and they run loads of really interesting lectures. And they had a chap earlier this week and he was talking about like the secrets to happiness. Mm-hmm. And that actually he's done a number of scientific studies over however many years and that awe and nature are actually 
the secrets to a long-term sustainable happiness. I think for me as well, it's the perspective of realising your insignificance in the grand scheme of things. I was having an absolute field day on problems yesterday of mortgages and remortgages and the bills and the rents and the things. And, you know, at the end of the day, it will all work out. And actually, you just have to remember that we are a tiny dot on this large blue dot. Molly, you are a marvel. I've had a blast talking to you. And at the end of the podcast, I hand the mic to the guests solely and ask them to share what I call sage advice for somebody listening who is interested in a career in technology or just interested in professional development. What can you share back? I always bring it back to a couple of elements. Energy, first and foremost, like pay so much attention to when you're doing something, how do you feel about it? You know, I'm so energized by this conversation. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll go off and think, okay, well, what was it about that? And I love the human connection and what I learned Mm -hmm. from it. Think about where you get your energy from and gravitate towards that because the chances are you'll put more into it, you'll learn more skills, you'll develop more. Mm. And also be aware when your energy is waning and what's taking that away. Is it the environment? Is it the people? Is it frustration because you can't do a task? And actually Mm. that's more about, okay, that might tell you that you need to work on a specific set of skills. So energy is definitely one. I think from a career point of view, patience is key. We work for a very long time. I'm not that far into my career really, but just to remember that it doesn't all need to happen at once and actually learning opportunities will present themselves when they need to be there. And you Mm -hmm. don't need to run ahead at hundred miles an hour because the slower you go, the quicker you'll go in the long run in the sense that you will learn and equip yourself with a number of different tools. And then finally, curiosity. People think, you know, what's your career plan? You know, your career plan is not a linear thing. Each step along the journey will teach you a lot more. Some steps will be bigger. Some steps will be smaller. Some steps will be lateral. And actually, I think you just need to remember that you see everything as a learning opportunity. So energy, patience and curiosity for me, just pay attention to those three things. We're on this planet for a very short period of time. Enjoy everything that you do. And if you don't feel like you're enjoying it, make joy out of it. Be intentional about finding the joy. Molly, I'm so energized off of the back of this. Thank you so much for your time. I've Thank loved you, this Martina. chat. I think people are going to get a lot of inspiration. So uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I think we'll leave it there. I can't wait to share this. Cheers, yeah, Molly. thank you so much. Take it and easy. You.